Hi again, it is October 3rd. This is Arlen, and this is your first million. I have a podcast. Wow. <laughs> Who doesn't have a podcast, though? That's the question. This is another episode where I answer some of your questions on, um, well, I answer them on the podcast, but they're from social media. In this case, I'm taking them from the Instagram post that I posted just a day or two ago where I ask for your questions. If you missed the first episode of this Q&A, just go back to the one right right before this one. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, etc. Hi, thanks for being here. Also, don't forget to uh, subscribe. I rarely say that, but... Uh, I just remembered because I've been subscribing to podcasts recently, um, some new ones recently. Uh, I know the next question is which ones because people ask me that. Let's look. I'm looking at my my uh, iPhone and my Apple Podcast right now just to see. Um, I just subscribed to uh, Cuomo's podcast for CNN. I already do the Maddows. Well, they they conflict with each other timing wise, so I wanted to catch them both. Uh, I listen to Baron Streetwise, um, Make Me Smart, uh, from, from the Marketplace people. Let's see, a lot of coronavirus podcasts. I definitely listen religiously to Pod Save America. I, I definitely do. I, in fact, I was just listening to the Friday episode before I cut it in half to record this, and I'll go back to it afterwards. Um... I listen to a ton, a ton, a ton of podcasts, and they're not all, um, they're not all, uh, well, here's one more, The Takeaway, The Takeaway with Tanzina Vega, definitely check that out, I actually did an interview with her in 2018, it was really fun. Okay, anyway, it threw me off, because that was not a question that was asked, but I asked it myself, so I'm going to go back to the questions, don't forget to subscribe, just to make sure that you don't miss an episode. Okay. The next question is from K Blank, and they say, "Did you need to cut off family that you that doubted you?" I'm assuming they mean <clears throat> uh, over time, and and did I ever need to do that? You know, family has I can't think of a family member that has doubted me. I can't think of that. I have to say that definitely my immediate family, my mother, my brother, my my, my nieces and my nephews have just always been ride or die. Just, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what I was up to, it doesn't matter what where I was in life, how much money I had, because most of the time I didn't have any. And also in those those wonderful times where, I, like, for instance, when I got the, the, the touring gigs or, you know, uh, something happened with the magazine or something like that, didn't matter what was going on. These people were just like, ride or die. Then my family in Mississippi, uh, Clotilde, my aunt, um, my cousins, um, my second cousins, because there's a lot, of, a lot more second cousins. All, all of them were just so, um, they just kind of wrapped me in love. You know, I always felt loved by, I have always felt loved by my family on that side. And, and those are the ones that I'm closest to. My dad passed away, uh, a while, you know, a couple, few years ago, 2016, January 2016, and uh, we were never close, 
And I think, you know, I hear from people, from his family members, that he always, he always knew I was going to make it. <laughs> but the, that's not what he really um, portrayed. So I don't know, I don't know what that was. We don't, we'll never know there. But I really, you know, just again, to go back to your question, did I have to cut off family who doubted me? I, I never felt like family doubted me. Now, there were people out there who doubted me, who I did, and, and sometimes close friends who are no longer friends, uh, or no longer in my circle, I should say, um, who I felt doubted me. And, and I, I cut them off mainly, not not a spite or like, you know, you don't get to enjoy this. Um, it's more like self-preservation, making sure that I don't have that negativity around me. And um, I have a really, really close group of people. It's very few you know, uh, can count on both hands, my close friends and my family is, is always in my corner. I'm always in theirs and that's what, that's it. That's what we go with. Okay. You often say that before, oh, sorry. This is from Sukane, uh, A-A-R, Selene. I don't know what, if this is a name, if this is, um, if, if I'm just taking, you know, words out of context, but it's S O U K I no S O U K A I N, and then so on. Says, you often say that before starting backstage, which is Backstage Capital, my venture fund that I started five years ago, backstagecapital.com. Check it out if you're just hearing about me for the first time today. You say that before you started backstage, you read and listened to everything you could find on Venture Capital. What is the, the book or content that inspired that inspired you the most? Um, the book that inspired me the most, I mean, it happened before, like the, the inspirational stuff happened before Venture continued throughout maintenance. I always go back and read things over again or listen to things, go to certain chapters um, so it was a combination. I would say Oprah Winfrey's book, um, uh, What I Know For Sure is the name of the book. That book for me is really, really powerful. I don't know when it came out and I don't know when I first read it, but I listened to it, uh, the audio version with her reading it. I don't know. I've, I've listened to it at least 10 times in the past however many years. It's just, uh, especially I go back to very specific chapters um, and, and I find that almost every quarter, every half year, every year, something resonates with me in a different way. And it grows with me. It kind of follows me along the path. I hope that's what It's About Damn Time, my book, is for some people. I, I love the fact that everybody's reading it, but I hope that you go back to it, you know, half a year from now, a year from now, two years from now, and you say, oh, that part actually even makes more sense to me even more so now because of where I am in life. Or that part helped me get to where I am in life, and now I can take the next steps. Another book that was really helpful if you're out there uh, and you're trying to get into venture capital, you're trying to like just invest in people. You don't necessarily have to get into the business of venture capital. It's a book called Venture Deals. It's by Brad Feld and Jason Mendelson. Look it up. It's all there. Google is your friend. Um, another book that's really good is called Angel 101. That's by Jason Calacanis. Um, there's Angel Investing by David Rose. There's a th all th uh, three or four white men writing about investing. So um, 
you know, that's another reason I wrote my book, It's About Damn Time, to have even more and more representation. But there's plenty of those uh, books by white men about it. So you can, you can learn a little bit there. Uh, and then there's books uh, uh, that inspire me that are not about venture, not about maybe even business. Like a lot of autobiographies inspire me. Uh, I love reading Christella's book. She's a comedian who was the first Latinx uh, person to have, or Latina to have her own sitcom on ABC uh, a few years ago, like seven years ago, I think. And she came out with a book last year. It's so good. She's so, she's ridiculously funny. Just look her up on Netflix. If you haven't heard of her, just look up her stand up. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's so, it's like, um, it's wholesome. So you can listen to it with your family, but it just, it's just like, it just knocks you out. <laughs> just thinking about some of it uh, makes me laugh now. Um, and then there are plenty others, you know, I put up my, I put up pictures of my bookshelf all the time online. So go back to my Instagram. Arlen was here. A-R-L-A-N was here and check out, go back to old, uh, things there. And then also in the book itself, it, it's about damn time. Uh, sorry, it's about damn time, but you can get it. It's about damn time dot com in the FAQ section. I list off some more books. Let's see what else there is. Um, uh, so this is a really cool one. This is a little, little long and I'll have to like um, uh, s cut myself off on it because there's many, many. There are many, many answers. But here's one it says uh, from Swan's E Swan. SEA girl 77. I'm thinking this is Swan Seattle girl 77 maybe. Do you think that investors can make good returns while also supporting business models that support a more balanced and human centered model for employees? Do you have companies that you would highlight that are balancing strong returns with healthy and transformative work culture that allow time and energy for a family community and health p.s i dream of running a company like this it's a great question and it's like uh it's obviously uh well formed and well thought out there are many companies in our portfolio so the first part of it yes i do think they can i do think investors can make money while supporting companies that are doing doing good in the world and also have a really good culture not everything has to blow up um to be big not, not everything has to be Here's two things. Not everything has to be toxic to be a huge company. And not every company has to be huge to be important. So um, a company that comes to mind right away, that is, is, is it's returning money, it is uh, generating millions and millions and millions of dollars in revenue, and just growing like, like you wouldn't believe. It's called Bitwise, B-I-T-W-I-S-E. They're a company in my portfolio. They're in Fresno and Bakersfield and soon hopefully elsewhere in the country. They're just an amazing company. And actually, if you go back to uh, 2019, um, several, several episodes in, I interviewed Irma, who is a queer Latinx uh, woman who is also the co-CEO and co-founder of Bitwise. And we go in on all of those things, and it was a great conversation. Um, one of my favorites, by the way. Their culture, man. I, we, um, my partner and I, Christy, uh, my my um, business partner and I, we went to Fresno last year, like late last year. I actually can't remember exactly when it was, but it was last year sometime. And we went to go visit, uh, 
and they had like 250,000 square feet of space and, and office space and land and all this stuff they were doing that they had just re reimagined downtown Fresno um, and we're on these golf carts you know going around and and it's and it's like maybe five years ago it was nothing and it was like people were like laughing at them saying you know what are you doing you, you have this little bitty office over here in the corner what are you trying to do you think you can be you can do something big and man they just like exceeded so many expectations and where do you see what happens next where do you see what happens in 2021 i just whoo household name soon but the point is like we go in we go over to these different offices and there's like you know dozens and dozens of people milling about this is before covid there's hundreds of people on campus it's big enough to call a campus uh what they do is they they teach coding they also have different companies that um that are like full-on SaaS companies. They do a lot of stuff. So anyway, we're walking through. Irma and Jake are the two co-founders. And we're talking, like, we're looking at all these people from all over the place that they have brought in. Everybody is, like, so excited to see them. And then Irma, I noticed particularly, Irma knows every single person's name. Every single person's name that she passes by. And we're talking about dozens of employees, but we're also talking about hundreds of customers who are in their co-working space. We're talking about hundreds of employees. I'm sorry, hundreds of uh, students who took their who took their coding classes in the different academies. And she, we're just walking by. And she's like, "Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, Robert? What's up, Rodrigo? What's up, Cynthia? What's up?" It's just crazy. <laughs> and to me, it's like you know, just getting to know them over time. Yeah, they're absolutely a case study to look at, in my opinion, um, through and through. And a lot of the companies in our portfolio have a very small have very small companies. You know, they're ten people and under, but that can be as ch- that can be challenging as well. Um, another company I feel like is doing really well and doing good work, and also has a great in, uh, internal com- uh, culture is Mommy M A H M E E. Do a search for that name with my with my name and, and it'll pull up a few things um you know there's just so many there's so many if you go to backstagecapital.com you can look at i would say 80 85 percent of the companies that have invested in are on that site um check it out i mean it is i absolutely know you can do both at the same time and i know that we're all striving for it i try i try to do it at backstage in our different entities and you know you get you get close to the sun, you know. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Next question is, let's see. Okay, so Trans Brands, so T R A N S Brands wants to know a simple breakdown of the different steps and phases to receiving investment support. And I'm going to assume they mean from me, from my fund Backstage Capital, from my fund Arlen was here investments, that's the sole LP with Cuban. I'm just going to go with that. Um, simple breakdown is that there are different ways, actually. Um, there's not just one path, but you can get started right now by going to BackstageCapital.com and first looking around. If you haven't visited BackstageCapital.com, um, you're missing a big part of this. You look around the site. You look at the portfolio of companies that we have invested in in the past, over the past five years. You click on them, you get, you go to their websites, you kind of, not everyone, there's hundreds, you know, a couple, you know, a hundred plus, but a few that seem interesting to you. You look at 
all of the different um, pages on the site. We have different resource pages. We have different uh, uh, pieces of the puzzle that I think you get to know. And then you'll see on there, uh, definitely look at the crew, see who's worked with us in the past and who works with us today and kind of get a feel of that to make sure we're the, we're the right partner for you. And then there's a page where you can go apply. You can apply for funding. Um, let me tell you right now, let me tell you straight up. Since I would say the last time we got to go look through it was probably May or June, um, we have more than a thousand people signed up to our queue of companies that we're looking at. And we look at them every day, <laughs> every weekday. We look at companies, we go through, we're constantly doing um, we're diligence, we're constantly reaching out to people that we want to talk more to. You can apply there. You can also, if you don't want to go there immediately, or if you want to do this at the same time, sign up for an office hour session where you'll be put in a group and you'll get to learn more about us straight from us. That's a really good option and I would not skip that if you're serious about being uh, invested in Buy Backstage. You could also listen to several, um, you know, episodes of this podcast, Your First Million, and or go back to The Bootstrapped VC, which is a podcast that I used to host uh, that is from directly from Backstage Capital. I hosted it with Brian Landers, who is a venture partner at Backstage. And we, I mean, I think there's even an episode on there that says exactly how to get funding from us. So, like, the, the bottom line is like research. I see so many people write to me and they're like, hey, how do I sign up? And I, the more that happens, like the less I'm able to answer it because it's like Google is your friend when it comes to searching, you know, Yahoo, search, ask Jeeves, search, 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 research. It can't be like, okay, I'm ready, what do I do now? You have to go all in and become a detective, become a journalist, bring your piece to it. Because what we're doing that a lot of funds don't do is we make ourselves so transparent and so accessible. There's no way you can say you didn't get in touch with us. You either applied on our website, which most funds don't have an open application process that's year-round like we do, you, um, you, you follow some of us on, on, um, social, like me, I'm on social, uh, Chacho is on social, Christy, Brittany, and you're like, who, who's that? Well, if you'd gone to the website, like I said, and looked at the crew, you'd know exactly who I'm talking about. So it's like, you know, my book says, uh, the first chapter of my book after the intro and then kind of towards the end again, it's like, you, you gotta, you gotta meet us at least halfway, if not more. There are many, many ways. Once you've kind of established that and we know that we're that uh, the company is in that loop with us, what we then do is, um, uh, dep- no matter which fund it's coming out of, um, Brittany, Chacho, and Christy will have a conversation about it. It'll go through a meeting. Uh, we have weekly meetings with them. If they feel like it should go to the next step, they will um, reach out to the founder again. They'll get more conversations. You might have one-on-ones or you might have them all talking to you. There'll be next steps. You, they will, th- if they think again, now that, now that they've had their questions answered and there's, a ne- there's that next layer, if they want to go to bat for the company getting investment, um, they will put, put together a deal memo and they'll present it to me and we'll go from there. Now, everybody, so... Christy and Brittany have autonomous 
check writing abilities, which means that they can write a check to anybody they want without doing this process. But we all love this process so much that we we don't really use that that card. Um, Brittany Chacho and Christy oftentimes make decisions together, and Brittany and and Christy are partners, and Chacho is a principal, so. Um, the two of them get to make autonomous uh, decisions, and then Chacho is, um, I mean, I think, you know, the last deal that we just did came through Chacho. So then we also have a couple of scouts that we don't, uh, we didn't announce, but they exist. Um, um, so we have Dell Johnson, who is actually, a, a, a used to be a, a principal at Backstage, and so he's a scout, he's scouting. Now, we don't really call him a scout because he's, already kind of passed that but he is someone who brings us deals we also have geffen who um, some of you may know who is a scout at backstage and then we have lolita Tob, who used to be a principal at backstage who's always keeping her uh her eyes and ears open for something that would be good at backstage she also has her own five million dollar fund lolita Tob, go check her out she has her own five million dollar fund to invest in underrepresented underestimated founders and then I'm always out there looking, looking at stuff. Um, I'm either being sent things, which is 80% of the time, or I'm tracking things down that are really interesting to me. Uh, other founders in our portfolio may be sending things to us that we jump to the front of the line to take a look at. And I'm always over here making investments uh, as well. So there's a whole process. If I get a message from Christy or Brittany and they say, hey, I, uh, there's this company um, I don't. I want to bypass this process, and I just want us to invest in them. Let's go. We do it. But for the most part, what you're thinking about is like a several week process where you've made contact, either through applying or through other ways. We are interested. Someone on the team is interested. They may have a one on one with you. They may take that then to the investment committee, um, who I just described. They may say, oh, this is really interesting. Can you answer these? Can you can we get these more questions answered? And can we get this information? They may then go back and have another one on one or they may have all of them sit in on a, on a Q&A with you. Um, that may happen once, may happen two or three times. And it may happen, you know, within days or it may take weeks, depending on a lot of different things going on. It may be that um, that you're just you're very interesting, but it's just not the right fit at the time. And, and, you know, make that decision if you want to come back a little bit later. And we love tracking companies, too. So that's a long answer, but I know so many people have asked about it. And I've talked about it for years, so <laughs> I feel like it's out there. But th there's always, here's, here's the thing. Look, I am, I am aware enough to know that there's at every given moment of every given day, someone new is learning about backstage capital and is learning about me so i'm not going to take for granted or not be humble enough to understand that when i walk into in front of an audience or when i say hi you know when i'm talking to you on this podcast that everybody knows what i'm talking about that's not the case but just to catch everybody up the way that i roll is i want you to to meet me at least halfway and that there are so many ways to get in front of us and bottom line is we're only investing in 2% of what we see. We get thousands of, of uh, uh, emails. I get, I get thousands of emails a week or thousands of emails, uh, direct messages, et cetera. 
we see um, more than a thousand companies a year. Now it's, it used to be like a thousand companies a year. Now it's like two or 3,000 companies per year that we get sent to us or that we review. We only invest in 2% of what we see and maybe that's going to go down to even less than that. Um, I mean, it kind of has to. We're not going to invest in more than 30 companies in a given year, give or take, just because of bandwidth. And that's already so many companies. And that means, like, if you're investing in 2% of what we see, that's 1,500 companies. And we're probably already past that. We were past that in 2019. We were seeing, like, 2,500 companies. So the point of this is we'll probably be at a point very soon where we're only investing in 1% of what we see. There will be more and more and more competition, but we should not be your make or break in any case. In order to get in front of us, in order to get our attention, in order for us to take, you know, take it seriously and be in contention, there are many on ramps. And most of that is up to you with us saying, hey, this is an open door. There's nobody who's shut out. There's no exclusivity here. Everybody who's gotten an investment with Backstage, they went through some process. Hey, if it were me, if it were me, get a little closer, put the headphone, turn this up a little bit. If it were me, I would go to backstagecapital.com. I would click on two or three companies and find one that seemed like somebody I, I could relate to. And I would very humbly and very uh, respectfully contact that company and say, how did you get an investment from Backstage Capital? And what has been your experience? And maybe you have to contact two or three to get one response. And maybe you have to look at 20 to find the two or three that r you feel related to. That's what I would do. That would be my first step. But, you know, who, who am I? <laughs> okay, I think that's plenty for now. Keep the questions coming. Go to Arlen was here at uh, on Instagram. That's A-R-L-A-N. Arlen was here on Instagram. I have a post that's from, I think, October 2nd. And I'm asking people to give me questions on the post. I've already answered plenty here. I've answered a lot more yesterday. Look at uh, look up these uh, episodes. I'll keep them coming. I cannot wait until the day we could all be in the same room again. The way that we get there is that you wear masks all the time. That's just it. We see it now. You, you We see it. There's no question about it. Wear masks. Right now, masks are more effective and are going to be more important to us than any vaccine could because the vaccine is going to take a while and it's only going to be approximately 60% effective once it does. We're talking months and months before a lot of people are going to have this, okay? But today you can have a mask. Today you can start helping with the curve. So please do that. Please vote if you're in the United States and if you're eligible to vote. Please, 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 just if for no other reason so we can get together. I want to see you. I want to like you know, hug. I want a fist bump. I want to, I want to just see my people again and I cannot wait. But in the meantime, you can catch me online. I'm doing a few online events. You can catch me at itsaboutdamntime.com to always know the latest. And we'll keep that website even more up to date from now on because we made a promise to ourselves internally. And I appreciate your time. We're going to do a code word real quick because so many of you are good at this code word. Let me look around the room. Ooh, that's too long a word. I don't want to do that. Let's see. Purple. I may have already used this word in the past. We're going to use it again. Purple. Purple. Purple.
Yes. See you next time.